0: Hey there, friends, welcome back to the podcast. I am super, super, super excited for you to hear today's guest interview that I did with Taryn Conwell, all about how you can hire a mother's helper to help you get more done in your day. And let me tell you, I have been tossing an idea this idea of hiring a mother's helper around for the past four years and I've never pulled the trigger and I'm so glad that I got to pick Taryn's brain on how you can make this work, how this can be helpful for you, how to get started with this, some tips. So you're gonna love this if you have been looking for a way to bring some support and help into your life, into your home without having to feel like you are totally stepping away from your kids, so many amazing things can happen from hiring a mother's helper. And I am convinced, so I can't wait for you to hear this episode with Taryn Conwell. I'll share a little bit about Taryn and then we'll dive on into the show. So Taryn is on a mission to dismantle the watered-down version of self-care in today's motherhood. She takes millennial moms from survival mode to thrival mode by teaching them to expect more and do less, helping them to create and implement their own restorative self-care routine so that they can find fulfillment outside of motherhood. You're gonna love this conversation. Get out a pen and paper Each week, I'll be sharing business strategy, systems, and tactical tips that you can take into your business today so you can finally step into that CEO role you desire. Let's dive on into the show. Hey, Taryn, welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to have you on today.
1: I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me, Aubrey.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I would love for you to introduce yourself to my audience. I know they heard a little bit about you in the intro, but in your own words, just share a little bit about who you are and your journey to how you got to where you are today.
1: Sure. Yeah. So um, I am the undomestic mom. It is uh, kind of the name I came up with for my blog and it's kind of stuck with me ever since. Um, I have three kids. They are seven and a half, five Um, I'm married to my high school sweetheart. So we actually just celebrated 20 years together, which is a wow. really long time.
0: Um, That's awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and we live in the suburbs of Chicago. And I started my blog. I feel like it's a very similar journey to a lot of moms. I had uh, just had my second, was about six months old. So I had a three year old, six months old. I was actually running a home daycare in my house. And I just felt like all of a sudden this like overwhelming feeling of, oh, is this all there is to like motherhood and my life for the next, you know, 25 years. Like I was just having a lot of like, and an identity crisis almost. And so um, I decided to start a blog. It started off as like a mommy blog turned Uh, meal planning, food blog. And now I talk more to moms, uh, millennial moms specifically, about taking the time for themselves and how they can carve that into their daily, their weekly, their monthly lives. Because I feel like a lot of times um, moms, especially ones in like active motherhood, which is what I call like anyone who has a kid under eight Uh, they don't take enough time for themselves and it's just really exhausting. And so that's what I talk about on my podcast, the blog. uh, And then on Instagram, I do daily reels all about, you know, kind of the same thing, validating the fact that it's hard and we need to take breaks.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so talk to me about this in-home daycare. It's really funny. So not funny, but it's when I was looking into different options of what I could do to work from home Um, because I was in a somewhat similar situation of I was working at my job, which I actually loved. I was a teacher and I loved doing that, but I constantly felt torn after I became a mother of, Trying to like be the best teacher that I could be, because of course there's like other children involved. And as a teacher, you like kind of take on that role of, you know, your these parents are trusting me with their kids for totally. these hours of the day. But then feeling this guilt of like, oh my gosh, my family's suffering because I'm getting up and getting to work before my son's even awake. And then I don't see him, you know, until four o'clock in the afternoon. And You know, I'm sure some people could be like, "Well, first world problems and everything like that." But I really wanted something different. And one of the things people would always say to me when I was looking for a way to be at home with my kid but also still make money is, "Well, you should do an in-home daycare. Like that's totally that's best of both worlds." So I just wanted to hear this like origin story of how did that come to be? Was it out of a necessity for you? Is it something that you always envisioned you were doing? I just would love to hear a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, sure. I know it's funny because it's I every other. A mom who was in a stay-at-home position, whether they took an extended maternity leave or they were full stay-at-home, I feel like that's always what they get if they want to return to work in some capacity but not be away from their kids. It's start a home daycare. Mm -hmm. And I know so many moms who are like, oh no, I don't have any desire to watch more than just my own children. So um, yeah, I was actually a nanny before I had kids. So I was a nanny for nine years. I loved being with other people's kids and I loved the um, zero to five. So I really liked before they went to school. um, Everyone was always like, why don't you become a teacher? And I'm like, oh no, no. Once they kind of like have more autonomy, it's not It's not as fun for me anymore. I like little ones. And so um, I did kind of always plan to do it when I, um, I stopped working right before I had my first, I was a nanny, so I nannied all the way up until I gave birth to her. And then um, I was fortunate enough that like my husband could, you know, with his job, he could cover all of our expenses and like the necessities. But there at that time was not a lot of wiggle room beyond that. And so it kind of was just like, okay, we'll see how long, you know, when I will start this, how it'll look. And I had a friend who did it. So she was a really great mentor. And so, yeah, when my oldest was seven months old, so the first seven months I just stayed home with her. And then I took on my first family and I actually kept it part-time until November of 2019, which is funny because that's when I started doing it full-time. And then when the pandemic hit in March of 2020, it closed and I have not opened it since. So it's really interesting how life, the things that come into your life at different times, like what's meant for you. And I really thought I was gonna like start having this bigger daycare. and It was gonna be full time, Um, but I did love it. And I do think if you like to be um, with other people's kids, it is a really great way to, I loved having it part-time because I still got to do some things with my own kids on my own. But I also also had it really small. So the most I ever had was three kids um, in addition to my own. And I could still take them places. So we could still go to the zoo. You know, I bought a car that had like a third row um, with the intention that I was, you know, having this daycare. So before I just had one kid at the time and I'm like, nope, I need a third row because I liked getting out of the house. So there's a lot of different ways I think you can do it. Um, But it's definitely not for everybody. And now that I am, more in the online space, it this definitely agrees with who I am today. So um, everyone always says like, "Will you open it up again?" And I'm like, I never say never, but I don't have any plans of reopening it at this point.
0: Yeah, it's it's funny too. I for the longest time with teaching um, when I when I started my business, I was like, I'm just gonna do this while my kids are young. Like I really, I I'm a firm, firm believer that if you can find a way to make it work while your kids are in those formative years, right, you know, yes. until they go to school, it's, there's like so many studies that show the value of having mom and kids at home and being able to raise them and just having that. So I'm very much a proponent of that. But in the beginning, I was always like, yeah, when they go back to school, you know, and I, you know, I can teach at the school that they're at, like, it'll make total sense. Um, and then like, that was always the plan. And then my business started to take off and people were like, well, you know, every time back to school season came, they're like, are you going to go back to school? I'm like, ah, you know, I never say never, but you know, right now. And then now I, I, I actually felt like I needed to draw that line in the sand for myself to say like, it is not in the cards because I, I was kind of like half in half out. Like I was always kind of resting on, well, I could always go back, which is very true. Like if something terrible happens. If like the online space shuts down, of course, like I have my degree, I have all that I could, but I had to stop being, well, maybe because then it was holding me back from actually going after and pursuing this, which I truly feel is the calling that I meant to be. And it's funny how you say like things happen the way that they're supposed to happen. Cause of course I would love to be like, I wish I would have found this about this online space and having an online business before I spent a hundred grand on college and have yes. all these degrees and spent you know, all this certification, but it's, it all ends up working out the way that it's supposed to.
1: I really, yeah, I really truly believe that it does. And yeah, same. There's a lot of things where I like, oh, I wish I'd done this sooner or did it differently. But I really think even, you know, the lessons I learned doing home daycare, really, like and that affected how I show up in my business now. You know, it's everything is a learning experience.
0: Absolutely. Okay, so I'm really excited to dive into today's topic because this is something that I honestly have been toying around with for the past four years of being an online business, and I never pulled the trigger on it. And now I'm at a point where it's I I won't I won't say it's too late, but uh, this is my last full year of kids at home. My I have two boys, so my oldest started kindergarten this year and my youngest is in like a transitional pre-K, so a couple days a week he goes to uh, a school that kind of preps him for pre-K and our pre-K where we live is is full day, 5 days a week. So next oh, year he'll okay, be nice. he'll be gone 5 days a week. So he does 2 days of full days this year, but this past summer it was nobody, like I've always built my business around like nap time and people sleeping. And I have really great sleepers, but this past summer, nobody was sleeping. And my husband works in a school. So he does summer school and it was painfully exhausting trying to figure out how to make my business work. And for so long, I was like, Oh, I, you know, like I could put them in camps and do all this stuff, but I want them here with me being selfish. So I'm really excited to talk about bringing in a mother's helper because I'm thinking for next summer, I'm going to need this. Yes. <laughs> so talk to us a little bit about like, even just the premise of like, what is a mother's helper? Sure. Yes.
1: Um. Yeah. No, I think I listened to one of your episodes where you were talking about how the summer kind of wrapped up for you. And I was like, <laughs> I should have reached out to Aubrey sooner to be yes. like, this is- <laughs> it is. It, it's it's a lot when you can't get like a, a full chunk of time, even a couple hours. Like I do that at nap time too. But sometimes you need a little bit more. Um, but yeah. So a mother's helper is just a younger, less experienced babysitter. And the pros to that are that they bring a really fun energy to your house and with your kids because they're younger. They're close to that playful age. Um And they're a lot more affordable. So um, my mother's helpers are typically half as much per hour as my um, career nanny. So I have uh, uh, one of my babysitters has been with us for so long. She's now a career nanny. Uh, She has a main family worker, secondary family, so I can use her when I need her. But a mother's helper is half the cost. So if I do need to pad up my weeks, if I'm having especially a particularly busy week with work or a lot, yeah, like a lot of interviews going on, it's nice to have someone I could pad the childcare with who is not necessarily breaking the bank. Um, so yeah, they're just younger and a little bit more affordable and you typically don't leave. So they're going to be at your house and then you're either going to relax if you need time to relax or you're going to get something done in your house or, you know, maybe you're going to have calls, record podcasts, things like that. Because if an emergency does arise, they're not, you know, they're typically between the ages of 11 and 14. And so they're probably going to come get you and need some help (laughs) if something, you know, starts to go um, awry in their little play session.
0: Yeah. I love the idea of this. And the I like the idea of it being home. I never thought I would be the mom. My husband and I, we try really hard to do date nights, but I am somebody who, if my kids are not with family, it's really hard for me to think about leaving them. I never thought I would be like this because I was I always babysat growing up. I mean, I gosh, I think 13, I was babysitting families and kids and my cousins. Like I was always doing that. And of course, like I was like, I was a responsible, you know, person. I think now right. more so. It's the phone issue. And I'm like, I don't want to pay somebody, you know, 10. you know, I don't know what the really going rate is, but 10 to $15 an hour to come and sit on their phone. And my, you know, my kids just watch TV. Like if I'm leaving them, I want somebody who actually wants to play with them and wants to do fun things with them and do fun activities. So we have been trying to find somebody who is, like if we do date nights is like more college age and just, just a little bit more responsible. Again, I never thought I would yes. be that mom that was anal about that stuff, but it, everything changes when you become a parent and you're like, I don't trust people. (laughs)
1: Yeah, no, for sure. And I've worked with a lot of moms who for whatever reason have a hard time trusting somebody, especially in the beginning. And a mother's helper is the great first step for that. Cause yes, you're still home. Um, You know, I do try to tell the moms to like seclude yourself somewhere. So like they can have the room to groove and like, you know, establish a relationship with the kids. And especially if your kids are little, like my toddler, my two-year-old, he will, if I'm there, he's going to be in my lap. He's going to want me. So if I hide and I'm like, right now I'm downstairs in my little closet office, so I can come down here, but it's, I still can hear what's going on. I could still get, you know, if if things were really going awry, or if I do pop upstairs to grab something, I'm going to see if the Babysitter or the mother's helpers on their phone, and I'm the same way. I always tell my um, sitters and mothers helpers, like this is a, like a no phone zone, um, because I could do that. I could, I could do my work while my kids are like working around me and not paying attention to them but I want a mother's helper to come in so they can get some present playtime.
0: Absolutely. Okay. So you brought up an interesting point because that's something that I feel like I definitely would struggle with is I, so I have an office, it's upstairs and like the way that our house is set up that the downstairs area is like the play area. It's where the living room is. That's where they would be. Do you ever find yourself, struggling to like, oh, I mean, my, my boys really aren't at that age yet, but I know if I had like younger, like maybe more one-year-old age, like hearing them cry, like I feel like I would just be like, oh, I can just go downstairs and take care of it because I, I know what's wrong with them or I know that cry or I know what they need. Do you find yourself doing that or is there like any tips of like setting up boundaries both for yourself and for the mother's helper too to be like, only come and get me if it's this or I will only come down if this type thing?
1: Yes, absolutely. Yes. I have a lot of experience with that because, um, yeah, with having three kids, right, when they go through the toddler age of the separation anxiety, it is a big, it is more uh, of a process than when your kids are, you know, my older two, seven and a half and five, they love when the sitter comes because they love to play dolls. They love to play Barbies, pretend play, and she or all of my sitters are really good with that. So they love it. But yeah, my son is a toddler and he doesn't really get it yet. Um, he can be a little bit, it can be a little bit different. So over the summer when my mother's helper was coming, I had initially hired her to come and play with the kids in the afternoons in our yard. So I was like, you guys can, we'll get a lot of fun yard toys and a little baby pool. And you guys can have this time outside. Well, he just wasn't having it. He just kept coming back into the house. Fine. He like knew because I wanted her to come so I could get some things done around my house. That was like my specific summer plan. He, yeah, he wasn't having it. So sometimes you do have to like recalibrate, like, uh, this isn't working. Um, what are we going to do? And so we had to switch it up a little bit and I, the projects were just going to have to get done in a different timeline. Um, But also when they're crying, yes, it is so hard for me to hear my kids cry. Uh, So I can definitely relate to that. I think for me, I, in the beginning, definitely in the beginning, I would like pop out more. I'd be like, okay, what's going on? And I want to like help them more. Over time, I have realized that especially if you hire the right one, even at the age of, you know, 12, 13, they can really like... Get your kid distracted. They can redirect and things like that. So now I try to give it like a good five, 10 minutes of like, not like wailing, but if I hear some whiny cries up there, I'm like, a, I might text her, like, hey, you could throw on a show for him just for 20 minutes um, to see if that like just kind of like e- eases up. And usually that helps. Like he'll have a little show, he'll relax and then they'll be back to playing again. But yeah, it could be a little tricky, and I think a lot of that comes with just finding the right mother's helper that is good with your age kids.
0: Which leads me right into the next thing I was thinking about, which is number one, like finding that right person, if you have any tips for that. Um, And then the second thing is, is this becoming more widely known, you know what I mean, where these, these mother's helpers are coming in and they know like mom's going to be here still. And that it's not the same as if you were babysitting the kids on their own. So I'll start with the first question. Cause I know that's throwing a lot at you, but how, how do you find, how do you find the right mother's helper? I guess, if you have any tips for that.
1: Yeah, perfect. So the first thing I like to say is first ask around. I found my first mother's helper through, um, at the time she was just an acquaintance really. Like we, our daughters went to the same preschool and we would wait kind of for pickup. We'd be kind of just waiting outside the doors, waiting for them to come out and we just chatted. And I casually mentioned, yeah, I'm looking for, um, you know, a younger babysitter to come over after school because I I knew it, I, I knew it was a thing because I did it when I was younger. And I also read the babysitter club books, which are like uh now I mean I think they had a resurgence, but I don't know if kids read them. Um, but they there were two of the like little babysitters who were mother's helpers because they were younger. So I don't know if that's why I always knew it was a thing, but when I asked this friend, she's like, Oh yeah, I have I have a bunch of girls I could give you their names. And she gave me the names of two of her. Um younger babysitters. And she wasn't calling them mother's helpers. She was just like, oh, my young babysitters. One that we used at the time was in seventh grade. So um, I think asking around, like whether you ask people in person or you put something on your personal Facebook page, like, hey, this is, you know, this is what I'm looking for. This is about where I live. Does anyone have a suggestion? Because you never know if like a girl you went to high school with, like her sister lives down the block from you and has like a 12 year old niece who would love to do it, you know? So uh, I really think just reaching out, finding people that you know to talk to, finding someone that way. And then, I like to meet them. They come to my house for the first time just for a little meet and greet. They bring their mom with because, of course, they're young, too. So their mom is a little bit like, I don't know you, you know, like right. I'm going to come in. And, yeah, you know, um, which I get if it was my 12 year old. Um, and if I post something, I posted things on Facebook before. That's obviously their mom is responsible. Oh, hey, I have a 12 year old. She's looking to babysit or, you know, whatever the case may be. So the mom, they'll come with their mom, and and though that type of question, uh, I usually am just asking them like a little bit about themselves, and then the phone. I always bring up the phone. That's a big one for me is my deal breaker. Like, are you able to stay off your phone for two hours or three hours? You know, because I usually have my mother's helpers shorter times, like two to three hours, and I could tell by how they answer if it's You know, if it's going to be hard for them or not sometimes the girls don't even have a phone yet you know there's like you might get a 12 year old who's like oh I don't even have a phone you're like okay cool perfect yeah but sometimes you do get you know like maybe like an eighth grader or older girl and like like. Oh, you could just, I don't know. I can just read somebody. So like, that's my first thing is asking any of the deal breaker questions. Um, another thing for me is diapers. Cause my son is a toddler. He's still in diapers. Um, I do have a friend who I helped get a mother's helper. And she just was like, oh, I just changed the diapers. Like they just let me know when they, you know, there's a dirty diaper. I come and change it. It's not a big deal. But because my son, if he sees me, then he's not going to want to separate again. I just wanted someone to be able to change diapers. So that's another thing I'll ask um you know in the initial interview and kind of just get a read on them and then I just have them come and like come for a couple hours and like because my kids are a little bit older, my girls are gonna tell me immediately. Like they're gonna let me know if she was fun, if she was nice, if they got along, if she was on her phone. Cause I'm not saying like, give me your phone when you walk in, you know, because I do want to text them. You know, if I'm down here, I might want to send a text. Uh, So I do say like, you could check your phone if your mom calls or texts or if I text or call you. But I want to know that they're not just like sitting there texting their friends the whole time. And my kids being older will tell me. So I think it's really just trying some of them out and you just eventually get, um, you just get a really good vibe from them, and I think if your kids are even over three or older, they will be able to like, "Oh, I love you know, because my kids will say, when's Lizzie coming? when's Allison coming?" Like they love my babysitter so much they ask for them by name,
0: mm-hmm. and then the
1: ones they don't play with them that much or probably do check their phone more than than they should they don't ask for. So I think it's really, um, in that way, like trust your own gut, uh, trust first impression. You know, like I think when you meet somebody, even if they're 12, 13 years old, you get a good read on, you know, their personality. Um, but then yeah, just trying them out. Cause they're going to be nervous, you know, when you first meet them, but like, like I said, try them out, see how they interact with your kids. Um, and that's like a really great way to just find uh, the, the right fit.
0: I'm so glad you said that. It's really funny. So we had this past March, we had our first, <laughs> so again, my boys are five and three. We had our first non-family member babysit them and she came recommended, but we were like, you know, so they were, everybody was like, she's so great. Um, She's, she was out of college. She's like 24. Um, she's young and she lives in the area. And so we were trying to do a, a, an event that we would need somebody longer. And um, we have grandparents that will help out too, but sometimes that can get to be a little too late. So yeah. we had her, we had her come over first before the night. Cause I was like, I want to talk to her. I want to and I also want my boys to, I don't want them to like the first time they're meeting her is within the 15 minute span of le- when mom and dad are leaving. Like, I feel like that's right. pretty crazy. And it was so funny to me. She was like, you're the first family that's ever asked me to do this. That's asked me to like come over before the actual date of me babysitting. And I'm like, what? (laughs) I'm like, I know I was, I was like, I couldn't imagine not meeting and talking and just like showing them things. Cause of course too, in the moment, like when they come over, it's usually when like you're getting ready. If, if you're leaving, you know, Or just wanting to show them things where things are. I'm like, I don't want that to all feel very rushed. I want them to feel comfortable coming here and showing them around and the boys to feel comfortable too. So yeah, I think that's a really good tip to to ease, I think for moms too, to ease them, to get a chance to get to know this person too, to see how they interact. And like you said, you'll be able to pick up on whether it's a good fit or not just from the interaction.
1: Yes, you will. Right. And that's the thing, the young paper sitters, exactly, their mom's going to kind of want to like come into your house. They're going to want to look around. Um, I have had more older babysitters that have been recommended. I might not have done like an interview ahead of time and have them just come early. Um, But that's usually I've still talked to them on the phone and then I check their references. So, you know, I want to be respectful of their time. And but I also write like I want to in any job you would interview. So like I think that that's totally fine to have them come over and get to know them.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I think the next thing, and I know that I struggle with this too, because I've, I, again, I've tossed around this idea for a really long time. And now we're got, we've are got, we gotten to the point where it's not, I don't think for, um, you know, the whole entire year, it's not necessary, but I definitely feel like in the summertime, it will be helpful for me. But I know that one of the big hang ups for me is that I was like, well, I left my full time job so that I could be at home with them full time and I could work my job around them and be with them. I feel guilty for hiring somebody to come in and be with them when I should be with them. So how do you navigate that? Like, is, has that ever come up? Have you ever felt that way? And what advice would you give somebody at naming me, you know, to yes. navigate this? <laughs> yes.
1: So I, what's interesting is I actually never felt that way. I think because I, like I said, I started to stay as a stay-at-home mom. I knew I was going to work. Um, but be a work from home mom in the sense of the daycare with my kids being fully present with them. So for me, I started I, I actually started using a mother's helper initially for the first time when I was pregnant with my third. before the pandemic hit, I was in the first trimester, I was exhausted. So I actually had her just come over from like 4:15 to 615 a couple days a week. So I had already been with my kids. I had I was again, I was running my home daycare. I had my other family at the time was full time, so I had two extra boys, my two girls. I was with them all day, every day. And <laughs> so I did not feel bad at that point, like having someone come in, you know, at that point, four hours a week. Um, and then as, like I said, the pandemic hit after that, you know, things, with again, that timeline's a little messy. I, pandemic time is very strange to me,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: I, like I said, I did close the daycare and I was like, you know what? I really want to focus fully on, on domestic mom and this is really lighting me up and I see this being you know where I'm going to continue growing and so that first summer that first summer of 2021 so last summer I hired somebody and I think again for me I I had her come 2 hours a day every day like Monday through Friday So 10 hours of like dedicated work time, like, again, once I got to know her and meet her, and she knew where everything was, she'd come at three, and I would go downstairs and get to work. And I just kind of rationalized it like, oh, that's just 10 hours. I've been with them all morning. We've gone to the zoo, we've gone to the park, we, have you know, had maybe had a play date with friends. And by three o'clock, I am just like toast anyways. I'm like, you are, you will be happy to have the younger, fresh energy coming at 3 p.m. (laughs) because 3 p.m. Taryn is not the greatest, like most engaging mom. Um, I'm a morning person. I'm an early riser. So I, that's what I say, you know, to moms, like think of it in those terms. Like if you are a mom who, left her full-time corporate job and your kids were at daycare or with a a, a nanny or a, a at a home daycare for maybe 40, 45 hours a week. If you are now trying to do it in like nap time and maybe you're like, okay, maybe 10 hours a week of childcare, you are still giving your kids tons of quality time. And then you're not thinking, not that you're not thinking about your business, but for me really, honestly, during the day, because again, my son is still two, he's still home with me. I, um, the mornings like this morning, he and I were at the park and then we went and ran some errands. We played, I was not doing anything for a mom in that time. Cause that was my time, my quality time with him. And then this afternoon I have actually have my sitter coming and I will not feel as bad because I've already been with them enough hours, if that makes sense. So I think that to really look at it from that perspective, um, 10 hours a week is not, you know, four, five hours. I mean, you could start with a small amount and it's amazing how much you can get done in your business when it's so focused Um, and you just feel like, oh, this is like a little chunk of the week that's not that big of a, you know, of a ask from your kids. And again, your kids are going to love, if you find the right sitter, your kids are going to love it.
0: Yeah, I was just thinking that too, like for somebody who might be a little hesitant about it or worried about it, like that is always like my tip to myself is just start small like take little baby steps so starting with maybe just a couple hours a week to see how you feel and yes and I'm sure it's more of the moms like we put that pressure on ourselves we put that anxiety on ourselves like it's gonna be hard like you were saying your son to, to make that separation but it's not like they're not going to have fun. Like they're going to enjoy that time with them. So yeah, that was the other thing I was thinking about too, is if you're feeling hesitant, probably starting out small is a good good way to dip your toes in. And then you can always, you know, if it doesn't feel like a right fit, you can always pull back, but I'm sure it's just kind of one of those things of ripping off the bandaid and actually doing it and then realizing, oh, this is, this is actually kind of nice. (laughs) Yes, no, absolutely. And I think again, when I, when I first hired
1: someone to come like on a regular basis that, like I said, that last summer when it was like three to five every day, I had already had a lot of experience using sitters and, you know, things like that. So I did, um, I was looking specifically for somebody, you know, like I, I kind of like gave her that as the job, but um, you can just interview some girls or, and like in your case, like you have two boys, maybe you want to interview like, you know, some middle school boys, they, some boys might be into babysitting and playing, you know, like cars and trucks more, you know, I don't know. It depends on um, what your kids really like to do, but Then you just try them out. Don't feel any pressure. Like you can absolutely just say, hey, can you come over for Thursday from three to five and see how it goes, see how you feel. Um, You might decide that time actually doesn't work really great for you. And you'd rather have them come maybe Saturdays, every other Saturday, maybe your husband golfs and you're like, you know what? Every other Saturday, I would love for the mother's helper to come nine to one. And then that way, like, I feel like I'm getting a little bit of break. I'm getting some stuff done. And the kids are having, you know, fun, you know, with their mother's helper. So, yeah, start small. Do do test it out. See how you like it, um, because you never know. You never you, maybe you aren't ready. You might be like, oh, I tried it. It wasn't for me. I'm going to try it again in like another six months to a year. Um, so, yeah, definitely start small
0: love it well this has been so helpful so eye-opening for me and kind of giving me that little push of looking into doing it. Like I said, I I mean, I said maybe summer, but honestly, so Wednesdays and Fridays are my days when I have my youngest. He doesn't have any school. He's here with me. And I was thinking, you know, he's not really napping. He does do a rest time. So that's what he's doing right now. It's just for an hour in the afternoon on those days where I'm like, I need to get something done. I need to get something accomplished. Um, but I'm, I'm, my wheels are spinning here of maybe having somebody come just for on those on Wednesday and Thursday, even if it's just for an hour or an hour and a half, just so I can get a little bit of extra stuff done. Um, so I really appreciate it. Cause like I said, when you pitched me, I was like, I wanted, I want to know about this. Cause I've been tossing this idea around in my head for years now. (laughs) Yes, no,
1: absolutely. And just to, uh, to kind of piggyback off of what you just said, um, if you did decide you wanted to go the mother's helper route, there are a lot of kids who are homeschooled. So I know sometimes moms are like, oh, but it's, am I only going to be able to find someone in the afternoons or um, in the weekends? Not to discount that. I think that's a really great, again, I'd love for my sitters to come at the afternoon time. But don't, if you feel like you can reach out again on your personal Facebook page or maybe a, a mom group that's local to you. You could say like, hey, does anyone have homeschooled kids who are have a flexible schedule? Because I one of my first babysitters was homeschooled. So she was able to come during the week and it was really great. And now I think since the pandemic, there are even more homeschooled kids. So don't Mm -hmm. think you're not going to be able to find somebody you you definitely will.
0: Such a good point. I'm so glad that you brought that up, because honestly, I didn't. I, I'm like, I must be thinking that all these kids are just home all, all year round. Right. Or if you were like, oh, I might start with someone from, college, you know, you might want. Yeah, you
1: might want to be like, just I'm going to find a college babysitter. But if you do want to go the mother's helper route, if you're really just saying to yourself, I'm going to budget, maybe, you know. 30 bucks a week for a mother's helper um and you want it to go a little bit further yeah like you can find like i said some home, kids who are homeschooled um, even there's kids around my neighborhood who do like hybrid options where it's like both so there's a couple days they have free so yeah definitely like reach out and see if you can find anybody like that
0: perfect well thank you so much for coming on and chatting about this today I would love for you to share where my listeners can learn more about you and what you're doing and if you have anything that you want to share with them
1: Sure. Yeah. So you can, like I said, I uh, have the Undomestic Mom podcast where I am always just kind of trying to give tips, but also the validation that moms need breaks, and whether that's through getting hired help, whether that's through taking some things off of your schedule or your plates, or having a conversation with your partner about like balancing the household load. That's what I talk about on my podcast, as well as on Instagram, Undomestic Mom over there. I do daily reels about the same sort of thing, um, and. Uh, if they are interested in hiring a mother's helper and they want to know like kind of some things we talked about and I go into like pay structure and a little bit like that, they can go to undomesticmom.com slash freelancer and grab a little cheat sheet and it will just kind of give you some questions you could ask them. Um, It'll give you my little formula for how I pay them per hour and just some little info that we talked about today all in one place.
0: Perfect. I'm going to go grab that right after this. (laughs) Um, And I I will link all that up in the show notes so that you guys can grab that as well. And thank you again, Taryn, for coming on and sharing so much with us. I know that my listeners are going to just love this conversation. Yeah, thank you for having me.